Hello, everyone. I am Kristen Crockett, and I am your hostess for the Courageous Destiny podcast, Creating Your Own Rules of Empowerment. And I am so excited today. I have a dear friend that I have known almost as long as I've known myself, Julie Graham. And I got to tell you guys, I have been following her and stalking her on Facebook for a while because I look at her, I look at her, I look at her, her homepage and I see things like she's running a marathon or she's going to some exotic part of the country and she's doing different things. And I really like that. And I knew as well that she was on her own wellness journey. And that was something that, that I really related to. And I'm like, you know what? I have an instinct about her. She's courageous. I need to have her on my podcast. So I reached out to her and here she is. And I'm so excited, Julie, to have you on my podcast and to talk to you today and to share with you and how we just picked up the phone after how many years? 30? 30, 28, maybe a full 30, but a lot of years. (laughs) And we just started talking again, like no time had passed. In fact, time had passed and we were actually, I thought, actually resonating more with each other probably than we did back then. Mm -hmm. So, So... Welcome to my podcast, and I would love for you to give a little a little share about your journey in wellness, because I think that that's an important part of what connected us. Sure, absolutely. Well, first, thanks so much for having me on. I was so delighted to, to get your call. You know, we've been following each other on Facebook for a while, and it was funny because I shared this with you when we were talking during our initial reconnection that I, uh, you know, had noticed a post that you had made and it had just really stuck with me. And then a couple of days later, you reached out to me and asked me about this opportunity. And I thought there are no accidents, are there? So mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't be more delighted that we're talking today and it's been so wonderful to, to reconnect with you. Um, so with respect to my, my wellness journey, when we were friends back in school, um, I'm not sure if people knew that I just never really felt very well ever. I was always just kind of borderline sick, but I was determined not to let it stop me from going to school and doing what I needed to do. And I also didn't really know any better in that. I thought most people just felt kind of crappy all the time and they were better than hiding it than I was and that I better just figure out a way to, to navigate the world. And so I lived that way for many years, all the way through grade school, high school, um, you know, definitely had issues with, with fatigue and, um, you know, was, was overweight and, and knew that I wasn't living my best life or, or doing my best, but um, I just didn't really feel empowered to do more than I was doing and, and uh, just persisted and, you know, went to college and started a a teaching career because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. And then I realized, you know, maybe not teaching in schools was what I was supposed to be doing. So I began to explore other avenues. And, you know, eventually I landed at the company that I'm currently with where I've been for 15 years and, and have a wonderful career. So I figured those things out. But, you know, concurrently along the way, there was just something missing in terms of feeling that myself, my soul, my body, my sense of wellness were, were where they needed to be. It was just missing for me. Um, 
as I got into my late 20s uh, and early 30s, I actually start to get, started to get very acutely ill. So it went from being just sort of this general malaise and feeling like I was missing out on things that other people had figured out in terms of feeling good and, and doing things to really being ill. I'm so ill, in fact, that I almost had to stop working. I almost had to go on disability. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really scary. And, um, you know, when I say ill, I mean, um, terrible skin rashes, debilitatingly uh, itchy to where I, I almost couldn't leave the house. Um, and, you know, digestive issues and mental fog. And uh, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. And uh, it got to the point where I, I couldn't just keep pushing it aside and, and, and barreling forward. I had to, I had to figure this out. So I started seeing a dermatologist because the main, even though I, my stomach felt very sick, um, it was the main problem. Like the real showstopper was this skin problem. Um, it was, it was itchy. It was, it was almost unpresentable. And for a living, I present a lot and I it was getting up in front of hundreds of people with my face slathered in hydrocortisone and, and makeup on top of that. Uh, just so I wouldn't like claw at my face while I was trying to do my work and talk to people. And I'm like, I, I just can't live like this. So I went to see a dermatologist because I thought, okay, well, my skin's messed up. Go to a dermatologist. And he told me and with the best of intentions that he didn't really know what it was, but that I was probably stuck with it. And here's some cream um, and good luck. <laughs> and I walked out of his office and I just didn't accept that. I said, that's not the way forward. That can't be Right. Um, and I started doing some research and I have to give a shout out to my sister, my youngest sister at this point, who was was watching all of this and, and kept telling me some, something is wrong that that you haven't figured out yet. And she actually gave me a, a couple of books and and some initial information about food as wellness, as medicine, as part of uh, part of health in a way that we don't really think of it or many people don't really think of it. And uh, at first I was a little defensive about that, of course, because, you know, I didn't want to see from someone I cared about and who had apparently been observing my journey that I was failing and missing out on key information. But I, I took it in, I started reading some of the information she gave me and I realized that what I was experiencing was probably related to some sort of food allergies. So wow. Yeah, I did see a couple other doctors, um, none of whom really were very well versed in this. And eventually um, from an acupuncturist, because I was just so desperate to get this situation under control, um, you know, she recommended that I go to a nutritionist and I thought, well, okay, that makes sense. Maybe this, this person can help me then figure out if I'm on the right path with, with what I think might be some food allergies. And honestly, I thought, all right, well, maybe I've had too many eggs. Maybe I'm allergic to eggs now. You know, I, I didn't really think it was a huge thing, but I was, I was willing to try anything at this point. This nutritionist gave me a series of blood tests and said, you know, it'll be a couple weeks before we get results. In the meantime, just do the best you can. During this two weeks, um, I had a business trip to California I almost didn't make it. Um, I could barely get out of bed the day I was supposed to leave for my flight. I was so nauseated, I could hardly stand up. Um, but I somehow got myself on the plane. It's the only time I've ever had like the little baggie in hand <laughs> waiting. Unfortunately, I didn't have to use it. But, um, you know, and I got to the hotel on a Sunday, went to bed, got up Tuesday afternoon, got dressed, went down to a conference room, presented for 300 people, went back to bed, flew home the next morning. I still don't know how I did it, but I got my results then that Friday. And it turned out that I was um, completely severely allergic to gluten. Gl gluten? 
Gluten. <laughs> That's a new thing. <laughs> Into it. Um, gluten um, and also dairy. And at that point in time, my system was so inflamed and so um, deteriorated that there were a list of about 100 other foods that she said I couldn't have for at least six months while my system healed. Um, she said, this is serious. She said, you're going to die if you don't follow these instructions. You cannot drive through Dairy Queen on your way home for one last blizzard. You can't order a last pizza tonight. You are done right now. And I'm going to get you with a counselor and we're going to figure this out. And in the meantime, you're going to feel probably worse as your body is detoxing for the next several weeks, possibly the next several months, but then um, it's going to be okay. So I want to stop you for just a minute because this is really, I think, really important. Yeah. This is like one of those moments. You can't have any more dairy. You can't have any more gluten, which means in the course of like five minutes, you find out for the, for the, from the almost the entire time you've been alive. I, I, I can't even imagine this has to be popping through your head, right? That, that I haven't felt well because this has been going on. I'm almost killing myself. And the reason why I am what I am and, and I've gone through everything that I've gone through is because of things like dairy, which maybe I love to eat, right? I mean, pizza, hello. Hello, exactly. <laughs> and then she just says, you can't have it anymore. And you're like, oh my goodness. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to because I eat an anti-inflammatory diet as well. And they mm -hmm. say things to me like, I could never do that. That would be... And I'm like, oh, yeah, you could, because yeah. if you realize the damage it's doing to your insides and that when you stop eating it, your stomach goes down three inches, whether mm -hmm. you have a serious allergy to it or not, and that you might have ear pains and different kinds of aches and pains because your body is fighting to process all of these different things in your system versus being able to tackle real things like your immune system you might not be caring so much about the taste of pizza. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I certainly didn't walk out of her office with that understanding, um, but I, I had it now, clearly. And- um, I thought you were afraid, weren't you? I was terrified. I was terrified. Well, first of all, I ate bread and drank milk. And um, I, I was like, what am I supposed to eat now? Plus, there was all this other stuff that I had to avoid in the near term. So and I didn't really cook. I didn't know what to do. And I was scared. Um, but I, you know, I got in my car. And I remember just just crying for a while, because I just I didn't know what to do. I, first of all, I still felt horrible. I was probably going to feel horrible now for a while while all of this started to work, maybe, hopefully. And in the meantime, didn't know what to eat. I didn't even know what to go home and make for dinner that night. So um, just I let it all out for a little while. And I remember just sitting behind the wheel and saying, okay, well, this is one of those crossroads in life. Um, I don't want to die. And this woman seemed pretty serious about that. So um, I'm just going to have to figure this out. And I'm going to have to make this into some sort of opportunity to be um, healthier than I've ever been. Um, you know, would I have to give all this stuff up for a while? It's not like I didn't know that eating pizza isn't great for you. Um, and I thought, all right, well, this is an opportunity to experience life in a different way. And I'm going to just figure this out. So here we go. And I I was at the store on the way home, and uh, I think that was my first time at Whole Foods, probably. And I started wandering the aisles and uh, reading labels for the first time, and and just figuring out 
from the get-go, all right, well, I think I can eat this and this, and oh, I can still have meat. I like meat, you know? So there were, even in those early moments, um, I found a few glimmers of hope and started to build on that. Um, well, it didn't take months, gratefully. It only took about six weeks of, of really a pretty bad situation. Um, but every day, even though I felt worse than I ever had, something inside me knew that this was working. Um, because it was different. I finally felt different and it was different. Well, and I think that's important for the listeners to know too, is when you completely change the way that you eat, you feel worse sometimes before you feel better as your body is, is detoxing. Yes, that's exactly right. And that's normal. A lot of people don't give them that set. They're like, I can't eat like this. It makes me feel worse. I'm like, well, mm -hmm. only for a time. Right. It's in the near term while your body you know, calibrates. And it is important for people to know that because I know so many people who've tried to make, maybe not changes as drastic as I had to make, make but but pretty big changes. Um, and a couple of weeks in, they're like, well, this sucks. I feel worse than I've ever felt and I can't eat anything, you know? And yeah, that that's true. Um, right at that moment, that's true. But, you know, have the vision for the journey and understand that there is something beyond that so much better than you've ever known because it, it took about six weeks. And I remember, again, a lot of this was manifesting on my face, even though it was my whole body that felt sick, but I would wake up each morning during this detox, if you will, put my hands on my face and be like, Oh, it's still there. And I remember the day I remember the hour um, it was a Saturday morning. I woke up in my bed. It was a sunny day. The sun was blazing in the morning and I felt different. And I remember gingerly putting my hands to my face, like, is this the day maybe? And I touched my face and I was like, it's not gone, but it's less. And I remember I, and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, it's definitely less and it doesn't hurt so bad. And it's not as red. Oh my God. It, could this be the turning point? And within three days, my skin looked the way it looks right now. And it's never gone back. And that's amazing. It is amazing. It's like a That's miracle. Amazing. That was just the start. That was just the, the superficial topical aspect of this. What was happening internally and the healing that was happening was just changing everything about my life. And it, you know, in this time I had started to lose quite a bit of weight, um, partially because I didn't know what to eat at the time, but also, <laughs> you know, the inflammation, it starts to go down in, in, in your body. And that really makes a big difference. Um, the bloating, the, all the things that are wrong, my body was finally like, okay. And the other thing that's really important, it, it turned out that it wasn't just a gluten allergy. It was actually full-blown celiac, which, you know, the, the difference there is that's an autoimmune disorder. And, um, you know, it's, it's that much more severe when you're eating gluten. And so the changes I was experiencing were pretty phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the weight loss as, as things continue to progress, it just, it just fell off. It was like, my body was just releasing this burden. And, and part of it was too, that when I ate, I actually felt like I was eating. I actually felt nutrition absorbing into my body. I actually mm. felt some sense of satiety. I never felt that before. I had been hungry my whole life and I had overeaten my whole life because I just was like, I can't, I just feel like I'm starving all the time. And how can I be starving when, when I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not thin or even normal like what is going on and all of that finally just came together and you know I want to be clear this is not about being thin or not being thin it's about the the body that that I was meant to have the the whole self and for the first time I felt like a stranger or not a stranger in my body I had been a stranger in my body and then 
everything came together where I felt physically able. Um, I didn't feel stress. Um, I didn't feel like I was going to go over a cliff all the time. Um, I felt like I just was comfortable in inside of my skin in a way that I had never had been. I had kind of lived beside myself the whole time versus in myself because I didn't even recognize myself. And when all that came together, it was just so liberating and has been. And it's never, this has been 11 years now since, since the days that I'm describing and never once do I, have I not woken up thrilled and appreciative um, for the sense of well-being I feel now. You know, and I think about, I mean, I think about that and I'm just in awe because I know that with my own, you know, when I think about people, Mm -hmm. I coach a lot of people to lose weight and, and become healthy. You know, that's part of my journey. I've lost over 85 pounds in the last seven years and kept it off. And it's amazing. It's transformed my body. Yeah. I mean, I transformed my body. Now I didn't have celiac, but I certainly experienced, you know, being unhealthy and I experienced what it's like at different levels of detox. You know, I've woken up with sores on, you know, I'll spare the details, but you know, when your body is eliminating poisons, we don't realize that every day we're feeding poisons into our body. Yeah. And when we, when we're treating our bodies that way, we're limited in the amount of physical things we can take on. And I I'm thinking back to how I knew Julie Graham in grade school. And I always thought very highly of you for sure. But I, I think I thought of you as very smart. I thought of you as a writer. I remember your handwriting. I don't know why, but I always remember your handwriting. Like, she's got this handwriting that's so beautiful. I can't even explain it. I never had pretty handwriting. I look like a doctor handwriting even <laughs> from the time I was born. So, you know, for Julie, like, I, I just remember all those things. And and I don't remember you being athletic. I don't remember you 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 doing anything athletic. And I think no. that was the contrast when I saw you on Facebook and I saw you all of a sudden doing things like, you know, I keep going back to the marathon. I know you ran a marathon, but I also know that that's a big deal. Like, that's a big deal. I'm like, mm-hmm. here, Julie Graham, who I know this way is now doing this. And I saw the significance in weight loss. You know, and you guys, she's absolutely looks healthy, gorgeous, fit, all of those things today and happy, you know, and I think the happy is the cool part, right? And, um, you know, all of these things that happen in our lives, they also lead us down a path. So, so this podcast is about courageous destiny, right? So something happens in our lives that changes the trajectory of the whole darn thing. You know, for those of you who know me, it was me meeting my coach and me realizing, oh, my gosh, my head is full of a bunch of garbage. I need to change because I'm deciding to be a way I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But for you, how has this changed the trajectory of your life and have put you on a different path in life? It's it's changed everything because it's given me it's given me liberation from things that were just holding me back. Um, Physical ability, um, and I don't necessarily mean athletic ability, although discovering that I actually have some um, at starting at age 36, I call myself a late onset athlete, which I stole from a book that I read, but finding, finding something in me that I didn't know was there 
has increased my sense of efficacy um, about everything. Um, so discovering that I might have the ability to, to do a marathon and then doing it or deciding that, oh, you know what? It'd be really cool to do something in the, the Ironman family of activity, um, which I've done two half Ironmans now. Um, you know, that would be fun. And <laughs> I know I have a warped idea of fun. I, I will own that, but um, it is. It is no, I, w I think it would be fun it when you hadn't done all that, and now you can. What power? Yeah, it's exactly to, to find that there's really, and, and it's not just physical. It, it really does overlap with with the mental and the spiritual as well, and that's that's what I think is the most important because you know believing in in one's ability to to do be able to do things and then going out there and doing them. I you know there I've yet to and. and I'm not talking about things that are just not scientifically possible, of course, but in terms of what I want from my life, um, I've, I dare to want things now that I would have never dared to want. And then I go get them. And, and that's, well, you got to tell me about that. Cause that sounds like courageous destiny to me. So, <laughs> so what are those things that you dared to want that you're willing to go out there and get now? Well, you know, I'm willing to, um, Gosh, I feel like everything I do every day is is some version of that. Um, you know, yeah. I have some some other career interests beyond what I'm doing, and some of the things that I need to do to even consider them is, is take a few classes in subjects that I was horrible in. Um, and I've just decided I'm not horrible in these things anymore. I'm going to be good at these things. And, um, you know, I'm taking a, a couple of classes right now um, and I am good at them. And yeah, I'm working my butt off for sure. But um, I decided I'm going to I'm going to learn how to do this and I'm, I'm going to be good at it. And I'm not going to let all the voices, either my own or others that, Oh, you're too old or um, you know, you were never good at this in school or you have a great life now. Why are you trying to mess everything up? I just am not listening to that. I'm listening to what's in my heart and I'm going after it. And also being very focused on what's happening today. Yeah. The, some of the things I want are further in the future, but there's a lot of things between now and then that need to happen. And I'm focused on those things. So, um, that's, that's, I don't know if that's a specific enough answer, but it's a fine answer. It's a fine answer. And I think that, you know, I remember being in corporate America and I remember going, you know what? I can't, I was, I was selling, I was selling these amazing systems and all this hardware. And there were, you know, I was a big time project manager and key account manager and all these things. And I wasn't happy. And once my heart got engaged in, and I'm not saying that's you, but I'm like, once my heart got engaged, into something else, you know, and for me, it was coaching. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to help people coach on their, I, I got to help people raise, you know, for me, I'm the first ever other deserve level coach. You yeah. get in life what your unconscious mind believes you deserve. Mm -hmm. So I coach people to unravel all that so that they can expand their awareness, choose differently and consciously and create a whole different life. Yeah. Because all these things in our mind don't, you know, all these things in our mind keep us from actions all the time. And that's the only reason why we don't have what we want. Absolutely. And, so and once my thing. heart got engaged, I'm like, I'm in, I'm yes. in, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm not too old. I was, you know, at the time I was 40, you know, I'm like, I'm 40 years old. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I did it. Good for you. It's so inspiring. And I think that a big part of, um, 
the liberation I talked about is having something to give back to other people too. Um, I felt so much like I was just barely making it, you know, myself. And Mm -hmm. now I feel like um, I have enough to give other people. And if people want to know about my journey and if they want to know, Hey, how did you, how did you overcome these things? How did you do this? I feel like I have something to offer them. And whatever that looks like in the future, it's got to be part of what I'm doing in the future. And I was thinking about just the idea of courage and courageous acts and and what does that even mean? And and I think there's two kinds of courage. I think um, there's something that I would call, you know, you know, courageous, I guess, exercises in courage and where it's things that you um, or me in this case do whether it's setting a new goal for yourself or whether it's just doing something that, that I'm afraid of. It's something simple as trying a food that I always hated. It's, it's anything that, yes. that exercises our muscle um, to do courageous things and increase our courageous efficacy, I think is one part of it. But then I think the, the bigger part of it um, is what I would call soul courage. And um, all these things really position us to have soul courage when when it really counts. And, you know, I guess my, my best example of soul courage, and I didn't know it at the time, was sitting in my car that day and deciding that this was, I was going to take my life in a different direction based on this information. I was going to turn this really devastating news um, into a new life for myself. And, and that's exactly what I did. And you know, there's, there's things I still want to do. I want, I want to cut the cord with corporate America. You know, I, I, I love my company. I love my people that I work with, or I wouldn't have been there so long. I wouldn't still be there. And eventually I, you know, I want to let go of, of things. It's not like I have a lot of things now, but I still have too many things. You know, I I just want to let all that go and, and just get out there and experience things that I know are still out there that are out of my comfort zone. Um, and that's, I really, really do want to do that. That's something I, I haven't done yet, but that I intend to do. And, and the other thing we haven't talked about yet, Kristen, that I think is really important is, is uh, meditation. And it doesn't have yes. to be a, you know, a stringent practice, but just stopping and being present and taking in the moment. Even if the only thing someone ever does is what I call micro meditations, where it, you take 10 seconds, either while I'm driving or, um, you know, while I'm transitioning from one activity to the next and just slow down for 10 seconds, take a few breaths, listen to the noises around you or the silence around you, where you happen to be, take stock of where you are, what you see, um, and just, just reboot for a moment and then go on with your day. Even if that's all a person ever does. Um, I'm a big proponent of daily meditation. It's been a huge part of my own journey. It's really bridged the, the, you know, the physical and the mental for me in terms of, yeah, I know I liked you. I do that too. I love that. I, I can't say enough about it. And it, it, you know, going back to what you said too, about, you know, being a deserve coach and we've just reconnected. So I'm just now learning what that means, but I find meditation to be a huge part of that um, in terms of just getting current um, with, with everything and, you know, with, with where we are and who we are. And it's not just about what we deserve. It's about what other people deserve and having compassion for them and finding ways to help them get it. Um, it all just really has, has come together with me and something that, that I haven't done yet that I still want to do also in, in more of the exercises in courage category is I'd really like to sit for a, a meditation retreat, like a legit one, whether it's 10 days or a couple of weeks. Um, and I'm a little scared to do that because I have this, this, idea of what it would be like. Um, but the whole point is to not let that idea 
dissuade me from what it will actually be like. And if it, if I go and it sucks, well, who cares? You know, that's whatever. It's an experience. It will be valuable. They'll be learning. And I actually think I would really love it, but I'm, I'm still, I haven't, I haven't quite gotten there yet. I haven't started researching which one I want to go to because I know there's part of me that's resisting the idea, but that's something on my uh, my exercises and courage list. Um, along I with, love that. I love that. My, so, my soul courage of, of really cutting, cutting the cord with all the, the things and the stability. I, I read a book recently that I'm sure many of your listeners will be familiar with by Glennon Doyle called Untamed. And one of, one of the things she talks about a, a mantra she comes back to, if you will, or a mantra that I've adopted is, is just burn it down. You know what you think? I think I'm attached to my house and I'm attached to the, the things that are important to me. Um, but there's, there's stuff beyond that. And I don't mean material stuff that I want to experience. And I'm, I am not afraid to burn it down. It's just a matter of timing. Um, and I'm not afraid to I burn love it down. That in little stuff, in little moments. And I'm not afraid to burn down the big stuff. And I don't think anybody should be. We have one life. Like, let's go get it. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? The, the good news is now at this age, you know, or, you know, as you get more experience in life, when you do knock something down, you already have the experience to know you're going to be enough to, to rebuild it. Exactly. And in that, re you can't, you know, it's funny. It's like, I talk about that a lot. Because I think that what happens is people get so afraid to start over. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, there's so much freedom in starting over. And when you do start over, you get to do it at like double, triple speed because you already know what to do to rebuild because you've done it before. Exactly. You know, and if you consciously start observing yourself, that's what I like so much about meditation is I get this unique opportunity to observe myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, so when you observe yourself, you can actually see what steps you take and replicate the steps you take. And, and it goes fast. You know, a lot of people will say to me, why, how do you get results so fast? I'm like, well, because I know what to do. Yeah. And I don't make, and my mind doesn't stop me today. You know, my mind isn't going, oh, you can't do that. There's no way, you know, and then you got to go right. through that for however many months before you actually get the courage to do something. I don't have to go through that piece anymore. That's right. And it, it all ties into the efficacy that we were talking about earlier. Exactly. You, you said it perfectly. Well, I know how to do this now. Yeah, I know how to do this now. And if I don't, I'll figure it out because there's some way to get it done. Um, and I think that that's, that, again, that goes back to being very, very liberated from, from all of these, these things. And, and I realized the only person holding me back is me. I mean, we can assign and project meaning to the things around us, um, and allow them to cage us. But at the end of the day, all we have to do is open the door and walk out. And yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing really, there's yeah. this. There's this meme that I love and it's this plastic lawn chair. It's a plastic lawn chair, lawn chair and there's this rope and it's tying up this huge horse. And it's like, the only thing that's stopping you is in your mind. Like you can totally right. be walk away. <laughs> and he's just very visual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, no, you, you don't have to stay there. Yeah, so, you, you don't. So I have to get this wrapped up, but I have two questions okay. that I always like to let, ask every guest that comes on. And so what is number one question? What is the most courageous thing that you have done? Mm -hmm. And then the number two is what is the most courageous thing that you have yet to do that you would like to do? Okay. Um, so I think that, I've been thinking about this 
And I think it does go back to, there's two answers to both of those questions. There's that exercises encourage answer and there's uh, you know, that soul courage answer. So things that I've done, um, I have to say, if anyone has ever been on my Facebook page, um, I have uh, you kind of a, a feats of strength theme <laughs> where I'm constantly trying, trying new events, pushing myself a little bit further. But I have to say probably the most, this, the thing that I was the most afraid to do and I did it anyway, um, it's going to sound very simple, but it really changed a, a lot of the trajectory of my life. And it's when I was still overweight, which is probably why I was so scared to do it. I was doing this leadership program and there was a, a high ropes course that was part of it. And at the end of the high ropes course, um, one ascended, uh, it looked sort of like a, a tall telephone pole and you, you're harnessed and everything. It's, uh, you know, not like you're, you're going to jump to your death, uh, but you climbed to the top of this pole and I don't know, it seemed hundreds of feet tall. Of course it wasn't, it was maybe 50 feet tall. That's plenty tall. You mm -hmm. stand on top of this, this four inch or so disc and um, you yell out an intention to the world and then you basically swan dive um, and your harness catches you. And that's probably the scariest thing I've ever done. Of all the stuff I've done, that had to be the scariest. Ooh, what was your intention? My, um, oh gosh, um, I, I wish I could remember because this was a long time ago. This was probably at this point 12 years ago. It was about oh, a year okay. and a half before um, I was diagnosed initially, but I'm pretty sure it was related to figuring out what this disconnect that I've referred to throughout our conversation was and overcoming it once and for all. I'm pretty sure it was related to you that. Know, I, I love that because the power of an intention is huge. Absolutely. Because that's really when it started. It took me a while to figure things out from there, but that's really when it started. I remember leaving and that. You took the leap. Yeah, I remember I did. I literally took the leap and I couldn't yeah. believe that I did it. And I couldn't believe that I'd navigated that course because I really wasn't, I mean, I was athletic. I just didn't know it. Um, and that actually led me to one of the things I do is, is rock climb, both indoor and outdoor. I would have never done that. I signed up for a class as soon as I got back and um, I was terrible at it. The first six weeks I climbed up two feet. I fell. I climbed up two, two, two feet. I fell. And I was like, all right, I've got six weeks of this. I already paid for it. At least I'm getting some exercise. Um, but by about the fourth week, I stopped falling. And by the sixth week, I had actually gotten fairly proficient, so much so that I took the next level class and now I'm really good at it. So that, that luster of courage, I think, probably competes to the most courageous thing I've I've done. And I think that's like, actually, as I'm talking this through with you, Kristen, it's a mix of soul courage and, and acts of courage, exercises of courage. So so yeah, I think that that's a that's a whole Well, I think you're, the more you practice in the physical, the more yes. you get a habit of courage. Yes. Absolutely. And the more your soul gets to come out in the world, if yep. you ask me. Absolutely. You know, because it's not, your ego doesn't keep stopping you. Right. You know, because you get a habit of it. And it's like, okay, well, once I get a habit of it, now I've got wiring in my brain that says, this is easy. This is something that I do. Yeah, this is, and maybe it's not easy, but this is something that I do. Right. This is right. something that I do. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's hard. It's something that I do. Um, and I like that because it's very present tense. It's very empowering. It's very action oriented. This is something that I do. Um, mm -hmm. Or you could even take it to the next level. I do this thing and make it completely action oriented. To answer the other part of your question, um, you know, things that I'm still, I haven't done yet that I want to, but I'm, I'm afraid of still. I think I talked a little bit about it with regards to the meditation retreat, but something very specific. Um, I do run um, a little side coaching business um, to help people who are looking to um, 
align the food that they're eating with the goals in their life, um, learn how to shop. Because one of the biggest challenges that I faced when I was diagnosed was I didn't know what to buy. I didn't know what I would, what tastes good. I didn't know what was actually good for me because there's so much conflicting information out there. And, um, you know, I, I have done a, an initial nutrition certificate, so it's not just my own experience that enables me to help people. Uh, but I definitely want to take that to the next level. I would, I would love to, and the only thing stopping me is myself. I would love to go, go full in, um, you know, with my side business at some point and, and help people with this for, for a living. I would like to do that. And there's many different ways that can look, um, you know, right now I really am enjoying my job and I am enjoying helping people on the side when I can, obviously with COVID it's, it's, a little more challenging because what what I do is essentially we go to the store together. That's the pinnacle of what I do. I won't I won't work with someone who isn't willing to let me take them shopping or take me shopping um, because we it's that learning in real time. It's that making decisions for ourselves in real time and adapting what we know to what we need to know in a in a tactical moment. That's where real change occurs, and that's essentially what what I offer. I would love to take that and make that into quite honestly, Kristen, the kind of thing you've done where you've taken, you know, what's, what your passion was and you uh, built this business for yourself. I'd like to do something similar. And um, like I said, the I only thing that me, pulled me back is me. So that's something that I'm still afraid to do and haven't done yet. I love it. I love it. Well, that's what I call courageous destiny because it's terrifying. It's here. You know, I, I'll never forget the first time where I had been out of corporate America for a while and my severance was done. And I, it was almost like I was waiting for a paycheck and I was going, where, yeah. is, where is it? Where is yeah. it? I'm, like, I'm like, oh, let me go look in the mirror because that's where my paycheck is. That's right. And There's so, no more direct deposit in that scenario. <laughs> that's honestly, that's the thing. And I, and it took a lot of guts. Like, there won't be direct deposit. <laughs> You've seen this, you probably remember me from, from, from school, you know, I've always been happy, go lucky, you know, so I'm like, for me, I wasn't the most disciplined person in the world. So I really had to learn about discipline and following structures and, and all kinds of different things that were not naturally in my identity, mm. but I made it, I made Absolutely. it. Because well, I'm probably me, at the other end of that spectrum. I, mm -hmm. I have all the discipline and structure in the world and uh, allowing myself to, to release some of that and, and be, be more spontaneous and be more happy-go-lucky. Um, there's somewhere in the middle of that that I think makes a lot of sense for both of us. Well, I am just so excited to be reconnected with you because I can give you some of my heart and you can give me some of that structure. We'll be a good So... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today, Julie. I am so excited to, you know, not just have you on the show and have people hear your story, because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are like, could it be my, could it be what I ate? Could it be what I eat? Like all this stuff mm -hmm. that I'm going through, could I actually help heal my body by just changing what I eat? Yes. And th that's why I wanted you on today because I'm going it, it has completely changed the trajectory of your life. You yes. have gone from somebody who believed that they were not athletic, that they are just supposed to feel that way to the opposite end of the spectrum, to being able to climb rocks and to be able to take on completely different things in your life. And I think it's important people for people to ask themselves that question. You know, if we just put a, if we, you know, if one person out there is listening mm -hmm. and we just put a little bit of that question 
in their minds, maybe they'll start their own journey. And I want to encourage people, you know, to, I will have your con, how do people, you know, if somebody has a question about how they eat and how they shop, how do people, how do you want people to contact you? Well, I do, I do have a website and I don't want our conversation to be a, like a plug for, for my site. Yeah, but- it's okay. Plug away. We need to help people here. Okay. Well, since you're asking, so I have a website called grocerycoachjulie.com. I love it. And you can read a little bit more um, about just the, the journey that I went through. And um, I have pricing on the site, but I will tell you most of 75% of what I do is, is pro bono. It's, it's a lot for people who need this help and can't afford it. Um, you know, I've volunteered for, for women's shelters before as women are starting to um, reclaim their lives, um, providing them with some, just some general guidance that's very accessible in terms of healing their, their bodies along with their, their spirit as they tackle the world. There's a lot of different things that I do that I don't charge for. Um, I do, you know, if there's any sort of, um, you know, company engagements where people want, you know, we're doing a lunch and learn, can you do a Zoom for us? Sure, I, I charge for that sort of stuff, but person to person. Um, you know, I want to help anyone who is grappling with the same questions or the mm-hmm. same physical struggles that I was having in any way that I can. And I'll tell you, I have certainly recommended to people that they they pursue medical guidance beyond anything that I can offer. Um, if there's someone who I can see is really struggling and, and is at a, a you know, at a crossroads that I was at where they may be in danger. We're not just going to go play at the grocery store. I'm going to give you some direction as to how I think you can get the medical help you need. And then we we can circle back from there. But but yeah, grocerycoachjulie.com. I have an email address through there. There's a phone number you can call. um, And uh, I'd be, I'd love to answer, answer questions. Um, You know, I will oftentimes spend an hour or so on the phone with somebody and then, you know, they're like, okay, I I think I'm good. Um, But, you know, a lot of times people want to go to the store and, and I love taking people to the store. Again, it's a little tricky with COVID I right love now, that. but uh, send me your questions. I'd, I'd love to hear from anyone who, who wants to know more about this because, you know, I want to, you can do this. You can do this. I, it, I know it seems impossible, um, but it's not. And what's waiting for you on the other side is better than anything you can imagine. So let's go get it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. We're going to wrap up the, we're going to wrap it up right now. Please reach out to Julie, Um, reach out to me. If you're out there and you're feeling stuck and you don't know how to live your courageous destiny or you don't know how to eat and you you feel bad, you know, there are actions that you can take. And one action that you can always take, take a stand up for yourself and, and reach out and call people, reach out and call people, reach out and, you know, people like Julie and I, we're very approachable and we wanna help and we're in the service of. So please do that for yourself. And that is, by the way, one of the most essential piece in living your courageous destiny. Get outside your comfort zone. Don't think you're a burden on other people. Reach out on behalf of yourself and allow experts and people who know to mentor in any way they can. So thank you so much, for Julie, for coming on. And thank you. And I can't wait to reconnect and keep talking. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Courageous Destiny podcast. Have a good one.